spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, his head in the sky, Godzilla, 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 and Godzuki. Welcome to another episode of that totally serious podcast about vital cinema, Max Mike Movies, every week. We take on a different film or set of films, compare, contrast, eschew, bemoan, and flog them till they come out bright and shiny and ready to serve 8 to 10, with a fried egg on top, and spam. <laughs> I might be Teddy Roosevelt, but I ain't. I'm Mike Luce. That over there is most assuredly the king of monsters, Max Levine. Roar, growl, arg. <laughs> I'm convinced. That's me. By the way, he made me do that song. <laughs> If you're really let my lucky. family go now. <laughs> no, if you're lucky, I'll let the uh, I'll, t- I'll just cut you out. Uh, <laughs> but you're not. Um, this series we're in the midst of right now is then and now or what? This again? We take a movie and then it's remake and try to make sense of why someone would want to do this to us, whether it was worth it or if they should just have left well enough alone. Mm. This week we take on that musical wonder. A star is born. Um. That's not what I watched. Oh, it isn't? What, no. Didn't, you didn't, you, didn't, to, didn't you have you the movie me. with the giant monster in it crushing Tokyo? Oh, that wasn't Barbara Streisand. No, oh, I, it's oh. a very easy mistake to make. Oh, wait. Okay. Maybe it is Godzilla. Oh, it's Godzilla. We're watching Godzilla. <laughs> oh, I, no, I see the, the, the mistake. You got Gaga mixed up with Godzilla. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, we're used to um, uh, what's his name uh, doing doing voices for animals. So, yeah, there mm, you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what's yeah. his name? You know, what's uh, his name? Bradley Cooper, the, the Oscar nominated <laughs> director, Bradley Cooper. Yes. Well, I kept thinking Barry Bostwick, and it's like, that's not right. <laughs> I don't Barry know. Bostwick? I don't script everything, folks. It's all it's all off the cuff. Uh-huh. Anyway, same movie. Star is born. Godzilla, same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if oh. you want to get in touch with us, let us know how you liked the show, hated the show, or think we deserve Oscars. You can Lots of them. Lots of them. All of them. You can email us at us at maxmikemovies.com. We also have a website, a Twitter account, and a Facebook page. And guess what? They're all conveniently titled the same thing, which is Max A Star Mike is movies. Born. <laughs> Stop that. Oh, Max sorry. Mike Movies. We want people to, you know, find us and like mm. us. Don't forget to like us. And hug us and squeeze us and call us George. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite Apple or Google podcast app. Because forgetting causes the plague. It's true. Mm-hmm. And hey, yes. if you do like the show, we'd love it if you let other people know on social media of your choice. Three cheers and a tiger for us. But that's enough Warner Brother cartoon references for one opening. So eh, close. <laughs> so this week we are discussing two Godzilla films. Now we should be careful and tell you which two Godzilla films, yeah. because there have been probably forty of them. Yep, I looked this up. There have been thirty-five. Thirty-two of them Japanese. Three of them American. Okay. Yep. Uh, thirty-five, we, ladies and gentlemen. Thirty. Someone thought five. we needed thirty-five Godzilla movies. Oh, and if you think they're done, you are sorely oh, no. mistaken. <laughs> There's one coming out at the end of this month. I know, and it's got 11 in it. Yes. Or what's 11 Godzillas? No, no. The girl who plays monsters? 11 on Stranger Things. Oh, for, right. For right. people who think we don't keep up with current entertainment, we do watch current entertainment. Like Stranger We watch Things. the television box. <laughs> yeah, the I've, box. I've heard of I've heard of the Netflix. The box, Frank. The box. <laughs> Pushing the button. <laughs> right. So we're talking specifically about the 1956 Godzilla mm-hmm. King of the Monsters. Now, this is not to be confused... Uh, although it's easy to do so, <laughs> with the 1954 Godzilla, which is the first Godzilla film, because the 1954 Godzilla film was the Japanese version. We are talking about the 1956 American release, which also stars Raymond Burr. Yes, it has 100% of your Raymond Burr requirements, Yes, apparently. it does. And because we are looking at remakes in this series, we are looking oh at the 1998 American <laughs> Godzilla film. Which we will get to, which does not star Raymond Burr, but in fact stars Matthew Broderick, Jean Reno, and a cast of thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I shouldn't leave out Hank Azaria, but I won't. The show. First off, we're going to talk about the 1956 version, not the 1954 yeah. version. So, trivia first. 
Yes, lots of trivia. So the budget for this film was about 175000 Now, this is the original film's budget. Oh, the 54. The 54. Okay. Because um, there was more money used for Raymond Burr. The worldwide take, over $4 million. Whoa. Four million. So. Four mi- my God, that is, well, I think that would be considered a financial ex- success anywhere. Right? Oh, yes. No wonder there were 34 more of them. Yes. Godzilla was very successful. Um, so, yeah. Um, something that I have been confused about since a little kid and heard Godzilla and then found out that his real name is Gojira is, oh, well, yeah. why is it Godzilla? Uh, yeah, yeah, that is actually not an Americanization. That's actually a name given to the movie by the Japanese for the English-speaking market. Huh. And apparently the, the, if you look at the two words that make up Gojira, which we will get to, the, there is a way to pronounce them that it does actually kind of come out Godzilla. Um Regardless, that is not our fault. It's actually the Japanese fault. So whatever. Um, Godzilla has what can his you own. Expect from foreigners living abroad. Uh, um, I think my fuse burned out. <laughs> Godzilla has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I bet he does not have his footprint at Grauman's Chinese. Well, he did, but it kind of wrecked the theater. So yeah. <clears throat> Um, Between this movie and Seven Samurai, which was shot the same year, the film company Toho nearly went bankrupt. Interestingly, too, the Japanese Film Awards, their own Oscars, uh, those two films were uh, head-to-head for Best Picture. Guess Wait a minute, wait a minute. I kid you not. Guess which one? Please tell me it wasn't Godzilla. It was not Godzilla. (laughs) Oh, Seven Samurai, thank God. Godzilla won for Best Special Effects. Hey, for 1954, you know. Yeah, I do. Anyway. I read somewhere that George Lucas actually considered the miniature work in uh, Godzilla inspirational. He did. Um, Yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. Which explains a lot about the prequels. Anyway. So the name Gojira, which is the Japanese version, is a combination of the words in Japanese for gorilla and whale, which are gorira and kujira. So you can see how you get Kujira. So King of Monsters here is actually the gorilla whale. (laughs) Like you do. Like you do. Uh, As Max said, there have been 35 Godzilla movies. 35. 35. Yeah. Nine times. (laughs) Nine times. The Raymond Burr version was put together two years later with footage shot in Hollywood. Burr was actually quite proud of this. So when the sequel... Godzilla 1985, and it was actually meant to be a sequel. They basically were Hmm. kind of saying, hey, you know all those films in the 60s and 70s? What if they never actually happened? And so this, the 1985 film was supposed to be a direct sequel to Godzilla. When that came out, he offered to shoot footage for that as well. So it was actually his idea. They not only preserved his character's name from 1956, they left it as the unironic Steve Martin. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it I have a lot of trouble with that. It's really, you know, when, when it's like you're supposed to be taking him seriously as a journalist and all I can think of is him going, yes, that's okay, because Godzilla is a wild and crazy guy. I just keep thinking of, yes, I see. Yes, I see. It, it um, really can be a problem in movies. It was the same with the movie The Day of the Locust. Okay. There is a. This was a movie where... The, Burgess Meredith won Best Supporting Actor for Rag, rag, rag. <laughs> he does a great job. I don't like the movie much. Yeah. And Donald Sutherland is in it. Oh. And unfortunately, at one point, Donald Sutherland introduces his character. He introduces himself. And it ends the movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's really hard for modern audiences because his character's name, and this movie was in the 70s, is Homer Simpson. <laughs> yes. And that's it. You cannot take him seriously anymore because... I was watching it with friends, and every time he said a lie, we always added at the end, "Don't." <laughs> well, it, you really, know. it's a problem. I mean, I don't know a lot of cases where that happens, but these are the two biggies. Yeah, Steve Martin and Homer Simpson in a yeah. roadshow movie you will never forget. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's all I have for the, for the trivia for the first film because we're going to take yeah. these uh, as they come, which is yeah. fifty six first and ninety eight later. Uh, the plot. A giant monster comes out of the water, walks through Tokyo, destroys a lot of things. Raymond Burr is concerned, but he's finally taken out by uh, Oxygen Destroyer. Godzilla, that is not Raymond Burr. Mm. The end. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it. (laughs) The lowdown. So, Godzilla is, at least for me, one of those childhood favorites. 
Yeah. And the thing is, is talk about rose-colored glasses because <laughs> now this one, I, to be fair, the original film didn't get shown very often. No, it's black and very, white. It's very hard to find. It's very hard to see. Yeah. But, like, even on UHF stations, and again, younger people, I am not going to explain UHF to you too bad. You can look um, it up on the Google. On the Google thing. <laughs> um, it's it. Saturday afternoons used to be Creature Double Feature in Boston with our mm-hmm. pal Dale Dorman. Dale Dorman! <laughs> the Creature Double Feature. Double. And half the time uh. they were some Japanese film, usually a Godzilla film or lesser films such as Gamera or even lesser than Mothra, that. Mothra, Rodan. Or Matango, Fungus of Terror. Oh, God. I, I wish I was kidding. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of Japanese monster movies. That's right. where we saw. That's where we all saw them. And we, I, Mike and I, we loved them. Well, we thought we loved them. We thought we did, but you know what? We were stupid. Well, we were just young and impressionable. <laughs> what we really liked was we really liked the spaceships. We really liked the guys in the rubber monster suits stepping yep. on the HO scale train sets. And <laughs> then there was plot. And here's the problem. The Japanese take these very seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, Godzilla is a very big part of their culture. I mean, sure, they make fun of it here and there, too. But, like, the guy who played Godzilla in this film, or should be say the main guy who played Godzilla in this film, would go on to be the guy in the suit for the next couple of decades or more. Mm. And he took his role very seriously. Apparently, when he saw the 98 version, he walked out as soon as he saw the monster because he said, basically, that's not Godzilla. They that's got what the pretty much every all the old Godzilla fans said was but that we'll get not to that. Godzilla. But we'll get to mm. that. Um, so there is definitely a seriousness about these things, even when you get to films like the smog monster or, yeah. uh, the, the Godzilla versus the giant red lobster, whose name I can't remember, a sea monster. Yeah. Um, so there's all this plot that they feel needs to be there. And I somehow as kids, we just blanked that part out. Because I would say these films are usually 90 minutes or less, which means that if you get to really pad these with commercials that they're on TV. And we just ignored the parts where he wasn't destroying stuff or breathing on stuff and just watched the stuff where stuff was getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah. Um, plot. There's a lot of it. Um, it takes us 41 minutes to finally get to Godzilla. The film is only an hour and 20 minutes long. So... We're, yeah, we're, we're pretty close to halfway there before we get Godzilla. Um, That's the interesting thing too. I was looking at that. The the Japanese version is an hour and 36 minutes. The American version is an hour and 18 minutes. And you know, what did they cut? What else did they cut out? I mean, they had to cut more stuff out to shove in Raymond Burr's stuff. There must've been a lot in there. There must have been. There must have been extra plot with the characters. Like, there there might even have been the usual shoehorned-in love story, which mm-hmm. we will get to on the second film. <clears throat> well, there there is sort of one in in this version. I mean, there's the woman who is pledged to marry uh, Japanese Nick Fury, and uh, <laughs> but is actually in love with another guy. Of yeah. course, you see so little of it, you don't care. No. But, but maybe in the original, there's more of that. And that's the other thing. There's a thing, there's a big part, I think, that is left out of the American version, which I only know about because I've read reading about this. Uh, Godzilla is meant to be, on some level, uh, a metaphor for the uh, atomic bombs dropped on Japan. Right. Well, you can see why that part might have been, oh, I don't know, glossed over in the American version, because, of course, whose fault was that? Yeah. At least in 1954. Yeah. yeah, and you know, the thing that I found interesting is I haven't seen this film in, in decades. I probably mm-hmm. haven't seen it since I was a kid, okay? And I, I just remember Raymond Burr very well. Um, and I remember just giggling with delight when I went to see Godzilla 85 when it came out, and there yeah. he was. And he was dead serious in it. Um, and, you know, I got to give Raymond Burr credit. It's he's You do? I do, because he, I don't even know if he saw the film. Right. They said, we need you to do this. And he went and did it. And the guy plays it totally straight and he does fine for what it is. I mean, but we're talking about he doesn't about... react to anything because he can't see anything. He has no his facial expression never changes the tone of his voice. We are supposed to believe he's looking up and seeing this giant monster. And I'm sure they told him, OK, Ray, you're looking at a giant monster. And as far as you can tell, he's just checking out the crown molding in the room. Yes, I see. There's nothing. He gives no... First, okay, now, let us be fair. Raymond Burr is not a good actor. 
he is a profoundly mediocre actor. This is why he is best known for two TV, uh, you know, Law and Order sort of movies uh, of roles: Perry Mason, the first televised lawyer, and Ironside, who at least had the. Uh, I think he was like the first disabled uh, main, main character. character in a TV show, except maybe I think Longstreet, the the blind detective, came first. Oh, don't know it. I'm not sure, but. He's not an actor. He's just... And it really comes across in this. I think you're being a little unfair. We have seen plenty of people in our show that would be less likely to be called an actor than Oh, there are plenty of people who are worse than he is. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he is just really, really mediocre. I think he's adequate. He doesn't bring anything to this. Well, now here's the thing. Well, he didn't write the part. Um, and I will say that I was surprised. I didn't remember how much footage there was because mm. there's a lot of footage that the of American him? shot. Yeah, mm. of the American part. I will also say too that it's actually shoehorned in fairly well. Um, oh come on! When I, he's on the helicopter. No, 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 no. I just mean plot-wise. Oh please, effects-wise, forget it. No, 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 no. And we'll get to the the Fisher Price level special effects in a moment. Now, I, I would argue it doesn't even work in the plot because all of a sudden the plot is derailed as people have to talk to him, and it is also painfully obvious that the people who are talking to him are not the actors. You know, he's supposed to be having a conversation with the the female the one female character who is only shot from the back and appears to be about four inches taller than she is in other scenes. Hey, it worked for Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, there's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, this is a... Okay, yes, I will grant you it is the same quality level as an Ed Wood movie. <laughs> that That is not just damning with faint praise. That is conf- consigning you to the lowest pit of hell with faint praise. I... I... I didn't have a problem with him the way they did it. Now, I have a oh, problem with them the, doing it mm-hmm. because I think it would have been better. Of course, you know, this is 1950s. We were still angry with the Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it got released at all, I think, is kind of amazing. Um, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing is, is debatable. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they went to so much trouble to, to put him into a film that he was never meant to be and never mind his character... Um, it could have been a lot clumsier. And I thought that the, for what they had and what they had to work with yeah. and how they did it, I thought it worked fine. Do I, I think dis- would I, I got to disagree. Would I give it an award? No. <laughs> I got to dis- I think we have to disagree. This is just one of those things we disagree on. I thought it felt unbelievably shoehorned. I thought it looked bad. And I thought it was also kind of, again, as a kid, I'm sure I didn't notice at all. I know no. this. I'm no. sure of this. But I- when you look at it as... Well, yes, I'm an American journalist. Can I come along on your scientific expedition? Sure. Can I come along <laughs> into this military thing? Sure. It's just, hi, I need to be in this scene, basically. Okay, well, of course, Mr. White Man, come on in. We'll, we'll get to that to the second film, because that's not uh, just relegated to this old one. Uh, even mm. when they get to shoot the film all together, we have problems with that. But anyway, yeah. uh, Max doesn't like Burr. I like Burr. He makes me laugh. Not, it, it, well... <laughs> I suppose he's not supposed to. Um, I, I just also just love the fact that he's in Godzilla 85. That just tickles me to death that they bothered to do that. And actually, they're going to release... Godzilla 85 actually got released in American theaters, which, you know, by that point, Godzilla was way on a skids. Um, no one believed the guy in the rubber suit. Hadn't for decades. They released it anyway, and Raymond Burr said, no, wait. <laughs> and they did it. I think that's awesome. That tickles my little geek heart. Okay, um, but I'm sorry, that doesn't... That doesn't improve this movie, not for me. I think it does just because if we had watched this just dubbed, or not, well, dubbed or subbed, mm-hmm. I think that it would have a lot less interest because there's not nearly enough of the monster wrecking stuff, and really that's all we're interested in. I do have to say that, again, yeah, the special effects are bad, but if you look at the way Godzilla looks over the years, yeah, he doesn't look that bad in this one. He's got a real overbite. That's well, he, he needs some dental work, but the suit doesn't look as ridiculous as it comes to look later. It does get goofier and goofier over mm. the years. The poor guy in there, that suit apparently weighs 200 pounds. Oh my, wow. Yeah, and every time, like he could only walk about 30 feet before they'd have to go cut, because that's <laughs> as far as he could go, and they'd mm. have to empty out a cup of sweat. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. And being Japanese, I can't imagine he was terribly tall no but then yeah. you know yeah wow. um so did you know because this is mm-hmm. mentioned in the film did you know that japan yeah. had a famous paleontologist 
I did not. I, I guess we have to catch up now because, you know, I, yeah. name me name me the famous American paleontologist. See, everyone uh, knew who he was in Japan. Dude, I, I can't name you any famous paleontologist. I just except, oh, wait, wait, that guy from Jurassic Park, Alan something. Uh, yeah, that's in a movie. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> um, so sliding a little bit back into the Raymond Burr thing, uh, mm. the one part I did think was rather, um, shall we say, ham-fisted is there's characters that for some reason need to be speaking Japanese and instead of subtitling it they just go to Raymond Burr and have him ask for translation yeah they didn't put in anything it's just he has to have it uh, translated I still love my Japanese is a little rusty you don't speak any at any point he never speaks Japanese also I am sorry he is a terrible reporter He is. He he's terrible. Anything he, down. He's making like he's doing like a, what he says is a, a taped report for later, and he's standing there watching Godzilla attack Tokyo. He doesn't think it's interesting enough to mention that Godzilla can breathe fire. <laughs> you think yeah. he'd mention that? Okay, boom. Uh, oh. Godzilla's destroying downtown. Yeah, you you want to mention that this thing has a breath weapon? Yeah, and he, and he lights up and stuff. Oh well, you know. <laughs> I also uh, I thought it, I also thought it was interesting. We were and this sort of calls back to the whole uh, thing about the metaphor of the of atomic destruction. Yeah, they they say very clearly that they believe Godzilla was created by H bombs. Right, H bombs, which I will bet you anything is the English translation and is not what they said in the movie. Those were not the bombs dropped on Japan. It was the A bombs? Yeah, yeah. These were high, those. They're talking about hydrogen bombs and the ones that dropped on Japan for fu- were uh, fusion. Uh, sorry. Uh, fission bombs which okay. were in fact atomic bombs so i think that was a little intentional too again yeah. it's more like oh no the americans didn't create uh create godzilla that was somebody else somewhere dropping an h-bomb yeah, on another country yeah and we'll get to that in the second film too strangely enough but yeah, yeah. um i do love the fact Damn that French. as soon as, as <laughs> shh, we haven't got there yet sorry, sorry. you're giving away the secrets <laughs> People tune in for the secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, The winning number is... Okay, so I love the fact, and this is the Japanese version, not the American version, that in the Japanese footage, as soon as Godzilla shows up, what do people do? They whip out their cameras and take pictures. (laughs) It's like, okay, so this little stereotype... Okay, yeah. Um, And, you know, that's their film, so... Ah, Godzilla, take pictures! So... it's also interesting, I thought, that there's the, a whole thing where they end up on an island with, quote, you know, natives, yeah. and they, they end up watching a, quote, primitive ritual and yeah. dance number. And again, this is something like, wow, so Americans aren't the only ones who do that. Okay. <laughs> no, Pulusi Bagumba, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they have an entire uh, cultural song and dance about Godzilla despite the fact he's never actually been seen oh that's okay because later we're going to get the whole island with the peanuts on it and they sing about Mothra which everybody everybody knows the Mothra song Mothra yeah Mothra (laughs) the best part about the Mothra song is that they still do it like the last film that had Mothra in it which was 2000 something they're still singing the damn Mothra song yes they are and there's still the two tiny women that originally I think it was a a singing group called the Peanuts and they were twins Uh. Which is why I always refer to them as the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're like what, five, four inches tall, five yeah, inches tall. Yeah, they're um, tiny little magic women who sing, sing and and Mothra shows up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. really I I really hope they're in the uh, Godzilla King of Monsters that comes out in May. Yeah, Wait, oh, that know, would be awesome. <laughs> taking a brief uh, side trip here, uh, Godzilla night twenty fourteen, which is the American recent Godzilla film. Oh yes, um, I enjoyed. You know what? I went to it and I was like, you know what? This is not stupendous, but it's a perfectly good Godzilla film. It Except felt... there was almost no Godzilla in it. But you know what? If you look at the original ones, it's exactly the same way. Hmm. They didn't, like, they basically, unlike, well, we'll get to this, unlike the 1998 <laughs> film, they really didn't mess with the formula that much. Although, hmm. to be fair, in the 1998 version, there's only 11 minutes of Godzilla. But, yeah. um,. You know, do I care that much about the characters? No. Mm-mm. But the kind of plot that they have, it, it worked fine. Tyler and I, he's my partner, came out of the film and we're both like, you know what? That was fine. You know, what do I need to see this again? Yeah. No. But it's... Yeah, it, I guess. It, it was fine. Um, it was it was okay. I've forgotten most of it already. I didn't think it was horrible. I just thought it was uninteresting. It had... 
God, who was it? It, it wasn't uh, yeah, Brian Tatum. Cranston. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, you know. Brian Cranston is the Raymond Burr of 2000. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston, who they, they advertise as, and I'm sorry, this is a spoiler, they advertise as being a big part of the movie. He dies really quick. He's the father, the isn't he? Yeah, he is. I yeah, forget so, the son is somebody. It's not, it's not Channing Tatum. It's No, but it's somebody plain and good looking like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Scarlet Witch is his love interest. <laughs> uh, sorry, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. So, um, by all anyway, means, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a, a successor to this film and you only want an American version, the 2014 one's fine. It's, it's fine. It's acceptable. Um, and all the stuff in between. So for those who, who have not watched a Godzilla film or haven't watched tens of them like we have, man, um, basically <laughs> what happens is every movie there's a new monster or there's a new monster and Godzilla has made friends with some of the other monsters he's defeated and they all team up against the new one. Yeah. Uh, so it's a new rubber suit. Stuff happens, but basically oh, yeah. you're there for a lot the cage of aliens. Match. You get a lot yeah. of aliens, and see that one's my favorite. Godzilla versus Monster Zero is my absolute favorite Godzilla. Oh yeah, um, I love the the space punks. Uh, <laughs> oh what I mean, just their whole demeanor. The fact that it has Nick Adams in it, and Nick Adams is Nick Adams. Nick Adams is sadly a very I'm gonna say C list American actor who ended up in Japan for reasons I don't remember and was cast in at least one Godzilla film and one other Japanese monster film. Hmm. And the best part is if you watch it, you can tell he's speaking English and everybody else is speaking Japanese. Uh. I don't know if that meant he understood Japanese. He dubbed himself. But there's this blonde guy in the middle of a Godzilla film for no particular reason. Um, and he plays... Uh, you know Nick Adams. I don't know. I don't know the character's <laughs> name, but yeah, no. Monster Zero is my favorite. This is the one where where they go to a planet and find Ghidra, the three headed monster, oh, and yeah. the the evil space guys uh, trick the United not the United States trick Earth into releasing Godzilla and Rodan into their care. Like this is a problem, and so they can take them back to Planet Ten or whatever it is. <laughs> planet Zeist. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> that hurts. That really hurts. Um, and so that that uh, they can get Godzilla and Rodan to take care of Ghidra because uh, Ghidra is causing them to go force them underground and so on and so forth. But really, what happens yeah. is that they're they're just there to mind control Godzilla. And Rodan and Ghidra bring them back to Earth so they can steal Earth's water. A plot that they would later steal for V. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because aliens never figured out that there's all this ice floating around in space there. Never mind how incredibly like inefficient it would be to go to an entire other planet. Uh, gather all this very heavy, dense water and fly yeah. it back to your planet. But whatever. Um but anyway, well, there's, there's, it's, it's sort of their equivalent of, you know, buying glacier water. It's like genuine earth water. They can stick and charge through the nose. Mm. Uh, another thing I will uh, I will say against Mr. Burr is that he's uh, very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clearly. Clearly he was feeling the heat of the lights or some such. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, of course, then Godzilla shows up and it's all very exciting. And we learned that, sure enough, toy plans can't stop him. Um, although they try and then when he does show up the first time and they're in this whatever island he first shows up in um, they interrogate everybody including the cows <laughs> yeah. was, I can't remember they the exact question but it was something the damn cows you know yeah, tell us someone... what you know no <laughs> aha I see yes I see uh, maybe that's what Steve Martin was doing is he was looking for a, 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 a an interview a uh, oh, that's it he wanted a cow. To... A bovine, a bovine interest angle, an exclusive with the, with the cows. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's mostly what I have for Godzilla Fifty Six. Oh, I, I got I got a couple. Uh, the the science in this movie. <laughs> now, okay, you I'm know, sorry. What, what was that word you just yeah. used? Science. Okay, it's yeah. you being now, used in it, context I, with what? I know you really have to leave that at the door when you have a 400 <laughs> foot monster walking around. Yeah, but the the way that he's destroyed the uh, oxygen remover, <laughs> which apparently not only sucks all the oxygen out of the water. Okay, by the way, that is that's possible. There are chemicals that do that, but apparently having the oxygen sucked from the water makes all the flesh fall off of everything's bones. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> No, it sure? doesn't. Are you sure? I mean, all everything would suffocate, all the water breathers, but uh, 
I am re I am willing to go out on a limb and say that would not in fact cause anyone's body to disintegrate. Now, interestingly, a lot of people don't know this, but Godzilla does in fact die in the first movie. Yeah, that was interesting because he dies, and it's not like uh, there's nothing. Oh, what's the word? Left. I'm looking for? <laughs> No, not so much. No, there is. There's a skeleton. There's nothing well, ambiguous about it. There's no. nothing like, oh, his one eye opens or, yo, know, the end, question mark. He <laughs> is pretty clearly dead. Yeah. And, he, and then he, until he isn't anymore. He looks like a plate of ribs after Tony Roma's closed, right? Oh, hey oh, <laughs> hey oh. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's like, and most people don't know that because it's like they weren't planning you know, sequels, just like mm -hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, don't dispute yeah. me on that one. I have evidence. <laughs> um, but then they have Godzilla Returns, which is a film I think I may have seen once. I don't remember if and I've I, ever seen that. Yeah, it's another black and white. It's the, the only other black yeah. and white Godzilla film. After that, they go to color. Um, yeah, and I don't remember how a, they... doesn't help. <laughs> no, no. I don't remember how they explain how we get Godzilla back. But yeah, um, yeah then, they, then from then on, it just gets goofier and goofier until we get to things like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Save the Earth! Save the Earth! God, and Godzilla Jr., Godzuki... <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. Or Godzilla. Tadzilla, no, me. no, 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 no. Godzilla's what? son's name, and we don't know how he has a son because there's thankfully no birthing scene and there's no <laughs> female Zilla. Um, Godzilla's son's name is Minya. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Godzuki, as you may have heard in our opening theme song, uh, <laughs> was the bumbling cartoon son of Godzilla the cartoon from 1978. Um, now, now, Max and I, I knew, I, I remembered that there was one max mm -hmm. when i poked at him yeah vaguely remembered there was one i vaguely remember the godzilla cartoon but i, I not I, much about it it's i know it's hannah barbera so i'm guessing that what happened was these group of kids went and solved mysteries <laughs> so like you know the, the case, 400 foot monster in the case of the crushed building mr jenkins oh it's some guy in a mask and you know godzilla you do it for speech. a godzilla snack <laughs> uh yeah uh i don't know what they did i think there was some sort of action team or something and then they would call godzilla into at the very end when they needed him but they'd go around with his son godzuki the bumbling fun-loving annoying uh, little son of godzilla which also i think looked an awful lot like the little dragon thing that one of the herculoids used to ride well it is hanna barbera yeah or if not the herculoids then uh my tour excuse me Oh well, of course. Yeah. Who, who could forget my tour? Oh. Hey, it's important. It's important to keep these guys straight. Although I think they existed in the same universe. Oh please, <laughs> don't no, don't even go there. Yeah, um, no, it's true. It's true because we know the Herculoids existed on this planet, particularly, and it's possible that Space Coast had a crossover with them. Please, please help me. Give us a break. Get us some dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, the best part about Godzuki is he had little wings under his arm so he could fly. Kind uh -huh. of. Yeah, whatever. So. But anyway. Let us jump forward four decades. The show. Yeah, let's jump. So, in 1998, they decided Ugh. to make a new Godzilla film in the States because, as you know well, in the late 90s, Godzilla was a hot property. <laughs> <laughs> and, of, uh, yeah. and it was made by that hottest of, of, of directors, that great Japanese director, Roland, Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Yes, who was from the Berlin province of Jap Japan. Well, so speaking of uh, of Roland Emmerich, you know, there mm -hmm. were at least three different people before him that they tried to get to direct this film. Oh, this boy. Trivia time. First was James Cameron. Ooh. The second well, was Tim Burton. I would have watched the hell out of that. I don't know. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. <laughs> I'm not um, either, but come on. Tim Burton doing Godzilla, that would that could be really interesting. And then the last one was Paul Verhoeven, which... Oh, I'm, Lord! I'm Starship would, Troopers, Paul Verhoeven? Well, I'm also show thinking... Showgirls? Was, wasn't he RoboCop? Yeah, I think he was. So I'm thinking it would have been a lot more violent a movie if it had been <laughs> him, because there would have been a lot more shooting and actual blood. And but, nudity. Uh, a lot more nudity. Yeah, yeah. Um, budget of the 1998 Godzilla film was $130 million, the worldwide Oof. take... 242 million so Ooh. not a bomb but no. not a success either yeah yeah um, that's probably why we didn't get any kind of sequel for almost 20 years which is fine yeah yeah um so this film has one little i don't know notch of honor if you want to call it that um it has 
more members of the Simpsons voice cast than <laughs> any other project besides the Simpsons. So we and have that's Hank what you Azaria. Wanted a, that's what you want in a Godzilla movie is the well, Simpsons. Yeah, why not? We have yeah. Hank Azaria, Harry Shearer, and Nancy yeah. Cartwright. And I gotta say, yep. I think Hank uh, Hank Azaria is very underrated as an actor because I look at him. I, you know, he does all his great voices in The Simpsons, so he's got mm-hmm. that. Sure. But I look at him in here, and I look at him in Birdcage. Very it's different. Like, that's a pretty good range. It's like I wonder why we don't see more of him. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. He's even a in good this. character actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have Harry Sher, Hank Azaria, and Nancy Cartwright are all in this mm-hmm. film. Although Nancy Cartwright plays a, a secretary, I think she has one line. I think, yeah. but she's in it, so it counts. Yep, she is. Um, as I said earlier, Godzilla screen time in this film, which is over two hours, eleven minutes. <laughs> so, um, although there's, it feels more like then there's more more. Yeah, it feels like it, the movie feels a lot longer than two hours. <laughs> well, all right. Um, so continuing that tradition of getting back at critics, as we saw in Willow oh, with the Lord. Eber, Sisk, and General Kale, mm. we have the obvious Siskel and Ebert characters here, named Gene and Mayor Ebert in this movie. And they're not I, even trying for subtle. Gah! <laughs> it is so, so awful. annoying. It really and, is. And honestly, why? And every time they're on screen, it takes you out of the movie. And also, it's just like, I'm sure this will get them. Really? Okay. Uh. All right, fine, whatever. And of course, what do they do? They make jokes about Mayor Ebert eating a lot. Ha 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 ha. It's fat. He's fat. Ha ha ha. Whatever. So, Ugh. whatever. Um, there was a sequel to this movie. A lot of people don't know this. I did not know this either. Um, It was a second Godzilla cartoon show called Godzilla the Series. Oh, oh God. I do remember. I didn't remember it until you just said that. (laughs) Um, It ran for two years on Fox Kids. It used some of the characters. Nope, it did. It was actually fairly successful in its time slot. Um, One of the characters that made the jump over was. um, Matthew Broderick's character Nick Tatopoulos because he's unscrupulous um, and, yeah and he was actually generally better liked than the film that it was based on huh and it too had like a team of action people who did action things although Godzilla still seems to be a bad guy um, oh. don't know didn't watch it right. uh, Matthew Broderick speaking of the star of this film <laughs> agreed to do this movie before seeing a final script oops oh Matthew <laughs> never do that yeah <laughs> Um, the original effects for this film were shot on a different stock than that of the film, and as such, when it was released, it looked a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, since the Blu-ray release, they've fixed that, and as such, they actually do look a good deal better. I remember when I was watching huh. this for the show, I was like, wow, the effects aren't as bad as I remember them being. I wonder what the deal is. I mean, sure, they're not up to today's standards, but thankfully the entire movie is blue, so it's easy to blend things in. Uh, and yes. now it's like, oh, they fixed the effects. Why? I don't know. Um... The tagline of this film was, size does matter. <laughs> but they were actually talking about a comparison to the other dinosaur film, Jurassic Park. Although, mm. obviously, Godzilla's not a um, dinosaur. No. Um, interestingly, uh, Jean Renault's character, whose name is Philippe, has four henchmen, all of whom are named Jean something. Pierre, Claude, Luke, and Philippe. <laughs> Why, I don't know. But Jean, it's like, and, uh, and Jean Renault is the best thing in the movie. Yeah, poor Jean Reno. I like ugh. Jean Reno. Um, he's done some odd things. He's also yeah. done some really good things. He, yeah. he hasn't done enough things, as far as I'm concerned. I really like him. I have no idea what they told him, what Kool Aid they gave him, or <laughs> what size paycheck. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Is Roland basically said to him, "All right, all right, John, you must exp- remind. Ev- we were going to make it very clear that you are French." And don't oh. worry, you'll make it through the film because they shoot Claude. They always shoot Claude. Um, <laughs> and he is, it's everything, everything he does is like, a, you know, he's complaining about the French coffee. He's complaining yes. about the pastries. Yes. Yeah. And Look. he's always smoking. I, there are yeah. two moments that he we, does. We're born the grave. <laughs> <laughs> there are two moments of his I really like. One is when he and his men are impersonating American soldiers. He's handing out sticks of gum. And Matthew Roderick goes, well, why are you doing that? It makes us look more American. And you look at him and you go, he's right. <laughs> well, of course, they're also overdoing. They're all chewing like cows, but yep. it's true. But yeah. then when they're, uh, they're stopped at a checkpoint, and of course, none of the others speak English, or they all speak with a very heavy accent. So Matthew Broderick's trying to do all the talking. And finally, one of the soldiers turns to Renault and says, can't, what's the matter? You can't talk? 
And Renault does a very good Elvis Presley. Well, oh, no, not yeah. to be yes. fair. Yes, sir. Yes, I can. It is dubbed. It is very, very dubbed. I oh, don't really? know that it's him. My guess is that it's not. Oh, yeah. I thought that was great that his idea, that's how he thinks Americans sound. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so neither Matthew Broderick, Jean yeah. Renault, or Hank Azaria are fans of this film. Wow, what a surprise. Yeah, well, um, not at all surprising. In some countries, however, such as Sweden, this is the first version of Godzilla in any form that they saw. Ooh. So this, to them, is the monster. And that the Japanese versions in the suit are all hokey and they're thought poorly of. And apparently hardcore Godzilla film uh, fans all argue this is not Godzilla. Interestingly, Japan says it is. Huh. But really? you'll also hear it sometimes referred to as Zilla because it's not really Godzilla, or yeah. Gino, which is an acronym for Godzilla in name only. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I personally like the idea of that big thing being called Gino. Hey, it's Gino! Hey, Gino! Hey, yo! Yeah. Hey, he's in New York. That's true. Um, Godzilla's face in this film, especially that chin, were inspired by the Jungle Book's Shere Khan. Oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, as weird it's kind as of weird be. for a reptile, but sure. Well, there's a lot of things weird for a reptile mm -hmm. in this film, but uh, yeah. So the plot, now this plot's very different, so hang on to your boots, folks. Mm -hmm. This time, it's the French, the evil French and their damnable nuclear testing. Damn you French people. Wait, the, the French? <laughs> uh, <laughs> after all that radiation, Godzilla rises from the Pacific and makes a beeline for... New York, because stuff and reasons. There, it searches for a nest to make more Godzillas because this one reproduces asexually. Only our heroes, Ferris Bueller and the professional, can take him down. Yeah, um, yeah, I still like that. Apparently, Godzilla is a triple. Yeah. That, he, is, that, they, he is born pregnant. That's in my notes. Yeah, yeah. born pregnant because... Um, yeah. And actually, one of the, my notes, too, was... We had to talk about that because American films love to explain stuff. Metachlorians, yeah. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's really pretty much the plot. And he wrecks things, you know. Um, he, he, I think he actually does mean to step on people. He's not trying to make friends. The Lowdown. So this film really pushes the man versus nature theme right from the start. But once again, it's not the Americans' fault. Nope, it's the, it's the <laughs> French and their extensive nuclear testing, which yeah. they have done, by the way. They are a nuclear power. Yeah, I, I, I okay. Uh, I, I, we have to give it the give them the, the the hands up there though, because or the thumbs up or whatever, because mm -hmm. at least they send their best crack troops to come and take care. of <laughs> Yes, they send five guys to deal with Godzilla. <laughs> and all of whom know what real coffee tastes like. This is not. Mm -hmm. This is trash. Um, yeah, but they do that whole man versus nature, which, as Max pointed out, in the original Godzilla film was much more prominent in the Japanese version than the American American. Mm -hmm version yeah. there's um, also, i love the fact hmm? oh i love the fact that one guy pops up and it's like hey it's that mustache guy from big trouble in little china <laughs> <laughs> i don't know his name but uh, you had a point just, oh just i mean i complain about the science in the first godzilla movie the thing is <laughs> this movie they really emphasize it they're trying to sound you know smart they're trying to make it sound like there's some kind of scientific basis oh, is that what that and was? it's just well never mind that you know, Matthew Broderick discovers that Godzilla is pregnant from a blood sample, which he then uses a home <sighs> pregnancy test. As used on reptiles. Because, of course, because those will work <laughs> on reptiles, for God's sake. Yeah. Never mind the uh, fact that all you have to do is when you, when that drop hits the paper, it's right there. It's no yeah. waiting, no 30 seconds, no minute, no shaking, no nothing. Nope. It's just bloop. Ah, he, yep, he's pregnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, and that, he, and he's the, the earthworm guy. Yeah, he's an earthworm expert who's, who's checking on mutations at Chernobyl because that's something people have heard about and it has to do with nuclear. And that's the Russians' fault because not yeah. Americans. Nope, nope, not, not American. And some of his lines, you know, he's, of course, instantly the only one who can figure out Godzilla because, you know, of worms. Yeah. This, he, and I'm not exaggerating. That's his entire specialty. He's, a, I forget, what is it, arthropod? or uh, I don't remember. Whatever worms are. Yeah, that's uh, string, his special stringapod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which has not a lot of bearing on four hundred foot reptiles, but he's the one who figures out everything because he's Matthew Broderick and he's the hero. And 
And yeah. it, there's the running gag of how nobody can pronounce his last name. Oh, oh my sides are still aching from that. Ha ha, because uh, uh, Tatopolis, uh, yeah. man, that is the hardest name to say. Tatopolis, yes. man, I still can't get Tatopolis. Yeah. No, I can't, no, I, I think, no, you're wrong. It's Tatopolis. Uh, Tatop, oh, I can't say it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, phew. Ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Emmer, like you slay us. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it only and takes 15 minutes to get our first Emmerlich shot with those boats washed up on the beach. It's like, hey, here, here's your money. And you notice the opening, the first people we see are is a Japanese fishing fleet. So, right. ah, see, Japan, Godzilla, yeah. okay, <laughs> okay, shown with typical Emmerich subtlety. Yeah, Roland Emmerich, by the way, you may know from Independence Day 2012 and a lot of other things, didn't like. movies that have nothing to them but things blowing up and dying. Yeah, and things do blow up and die in this film. I will give him that. He is uh, he's themic. <laughs> he's consistent. That's my, my Matthew Broderick. Of course, has two ridiculous lines in this. Never mind. One of them is "That's a lot of fish." Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the other is where he's talking about Godzilla and why Godzilla would want to stay on Manhattan Island. It's an island like no other. It's a place he can hide <laughs> from what. <laughs> What natural predator is this 400-foot radioactive fire-breathing demon spawn hiding from? I also have to wonder again, he shows up in the Pacific. They yeah. say specifically it's the Pacific. It's yep. the South Pacific. It's near Japan. And Godzilla says, nah. I'm not <laughs> even going to show up dog, in Los huh? Angeles. I'm going to go all the way around. Somehow it goes through the Panama Canal. They actually do <laughs> mention that. I Somehow nobody notices. No one notices I, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Does he wait for the locks? I don't I, know. Because <laughs> um, they literally, it's like South Pacific, and then they cut to New York, and there he is. I seriously. Yeah, yeah I don't, that's it. He I, goes right there. No one ever sees a thing, and he sneaks up on New York. <laughs> well, he sneaks up on that old guy on the bridge. Hey, I think I got a fish. <laughs> Somehow the old guy manages to outrun him and the wave. That's the other ludicrous thing in this is how fast Godzilla is. Yeah. Godzilla in the original movies and in virtually every other, his he's massive well, and he's slow. Well, if he covers a lot of ground, it's because he's big, but he's not fast. But but it's because there's a 56-pound actor in a 200-pound suit. That's why he's slow. But in this, Godzilla is running at one point from a bunch of Cobra gunships, and they tell him, they actually say that they're traveling at 80 knots, which yeah. is about 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And Godzilla is outrunning them. Yeah. And yet later, he can't catch a cab. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, to be fair, that's true, Max, because no one can catch a cab in New York. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's true, man. It's ugly. No, New York cabs, yeah. they will not stop for a giant giant uh, reptile. It's you yeah. know, racist. Hey, compared to the first film, although this film is much longer, it only takes us 27 minutes to get to Godzilla, which is yeah. nice. So they actually, I want to say that for two hours and whatever minutes... The pacing on this could be a lot worse. It could. Um, I mean, that's I one thing about Emmerich. His movies move along. Yeah, they do. Um, there are some weird product placements and lack thereof. Apparently, mm. there was a deal booked with Budweiser, and then it fell through, but not after, uh, not until after they'd shot some footage. So they actually had to go in with CG and wipe out everywhere it said Budweiser. Um, one of the ones that got kept in, though, uh, I don't understand, is Bumblebee Tuna. Because um, when they, they find the crashed Japanese fishing fleet, there are all these cans of bumblebee tuna. And I can't tell, are they trying to say, hey, Godzilla likes it, you should go buy yourself some bumblebee tuna, or look how bumblebee tuna is destroying the fishing population of the uh, South Pacific. I don't I know. also want to know, how did Godzilla smell the tuna inside the cans? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, well, they weren't open, so maybe he didn't smell it. This was he got the fish before it went in the cans. I don't. Uh, know. Uh, um, yeah. Um, also, very, on that island in the South Pacific, his footprints change shape. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah <laughs> They're footprints. making a whole big thing of how. Oh, you're where? Where is the evidence? You're standing in it. Oh. And then they're following these footprints, and it looks, first of all, like Godzilla is hopping. I, I so wanted to find them standing in something else. <laughs> Uh, I, I would have been, yeah. Um, yeah the best part, yeah. though, of course, is is when they uh, we we get to Jean Renault, and basically it's I'm the fancy fancy French scientist <laughs> sent over here to find Godzilla. Oh, uh, except he's not. He's an insurance no. guy who somehow or he claims can, to be. He's well, no, he, he's he works for French intelligence. 
No, 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 no. He tells everybody he's with the French insurance company. Ah, yeah, but, sh- he, but he tells Matthew Broderick later he's with right. French military intelligence. But the point is, is as a French insurance salesman, <laughs> he manages to get past all of these cordoned off lines and into the military areas yeah. and basically right up next to Godzilla without any problem at all. Right. Also, um, he gets up right next to the mayor and slips a bug in his collar, which, by the way, is pretty much the most obvious listening device. It's this huge microphone on the back of his coat. <laughs> with an antenna. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like we can get money to bribe the gods but it would be wrong <laughs> yeah um and obviously you know we're, we're as americans we're supposed to hate the french and boy does this film really showcase that because mm-hmm. oh look they hate our coffee they hate our croissant they hate everything american they make us look stupid by chewing gum yeah and of course they made godzilla so damn the french mm-hmm. um although we can both agree that's not Godzilla, because um, that's what. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Godzilla. What, what, this Godzilla is a gigantic Velociraptor. Yeah, and Tyrannosaurus Rex, kind yeah, of, kind sort of. of. Um, apparently, the deal was when they said, "Hey, we want to make an American Godzilla film." Toho said, "Sure, but here's a list of things that you have to adhere to." And they said, "Fine," and then ignored all of them. Oh, literally, literally. Ouch. It, yeah. Um, the monster obviously doesn't look anything like Godzilla that anybody nope. knows. Um, hardcore fans don't like it. Pretty much, I don't think anybody liked it. Except, again, those countries that got to see this first. And they're like, well, that's Godzilla. I don't know what yeah. this rubber suit thing is. <laughs> um, they, they also, Emmerich, who is, who is, shall we say, not a subtle director. Um, no. He uses that Hitchcock shot twice. And it's yes. very early in the film. I that, I want to call a moratorium. Nobody gets to use that shot anymore. Okay, yeah, Done. knock it Done. off, people. Seriously, yeah. we um, have we have spoken. I also like the fact I'm betting that the U.S. military was not a fan of this film because all the military does is show up and shoot at New York. Yeah, they blow up. The, they basically break everything in the city. They do more damage than Godzilla does. And I still they, want to know, by the way, how Godzilla knocked a hole in the MetLife building and it didn't collapse. You mean the big hole? Yeah, there's this huge <laughs> hole directly through the center of the building that's got to be like 15 stories high, and the building's just fine. Um, that's because size does matter. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what I like, okay. though, is we're, we're getting through the film, and there's action-y stuff, and just as things are getting all action-y, oh, finally we get the love story, because nothing speeds up an action movie like a romance. And yeah, it, they try it, to it, just shoehorn that in. And, of course, shoehorning in, we get this actress, and I don't remember her name, and I don't want to. No one does. The woman playing Audrey, who um, uh, was up for a Razzie Award. I think she actually won it that year for, she for Worst it. Supporting Act. She was terrible. Oh, uh, God. Especially the part where she's crying. Um, I mean, I think that the Godzilla suit from the Japanese films is less fake than her crying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So we get this this weird... Um, we used to be in love, but now we're not, and only Godzilla can bring us back together. <laughs> um, subplot between Tatopolis and Audrey, um, or Audrey too, I can't remember what her name is. Um, and that just gets thrown in because she wants to be a reporter, and that's how we get Hank Azaria, which actually is a welcome addition to the cast. I enjoy him. Um, his character's fine. He's not too bright, but he's oh, fine. He's, but he's like all the others. He's just a cliche. Every yeah. character in this movie is a two-dimensional cliche. There is no depth and no, and you don't care about anybody. And you no. are supposed to. They really want you to, yeah. to care about the relationship between Audrey and Tatopoulos, and they want you to care about uh, what a jackass uh, Hank Azarius, or not, um, uh, Harry Shearer's character is. Yes. See, I don't remember his character's name. I just remember, Cayman. oh, it's Harry Shearer. Cayman, ah. which is, Cayman, which oh, is of course, a, a reptile. Lizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah, don't care about anybody. The relationships no. are incredibly forced and dopey. The only relationship I like at all is between Hank Azaria's character, Animal, and his wife. And his wife, admittedly, is like, yo, hey, I am so from Brooklyn. Oh, hey, <laughs> did I mention I am from Brooklyn? By the way, check out my Brooklyn. And I bet she's from Kansas or something. I'm yeah. walking here. Yeah, pretty much. I, I kept yeah. waiting for Godzilla to say that. Yeah. And I, then uh, there is the part that really bothers me about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you think you were going to get away with saying that without no, uh, cracking no. away? Okay. <laughs> what what is the face. part, Max? There what is, is one. Th- all right. This is just in terms of the plot, and that is the is the Godzilla babies, the babyzillas. <laughs> yeah, that is that's... so annoying because first of all, it takes all the focus away from Godzilla. He's supposed yeah. to, be, or he, she, they are supposed to be the main threat. Hey, hey, gender is fluid. I don't want to try to put Godzilla in a box here. Ah, uh, okay. But. Uh, <laughs> 
suddenly, and not to mention the fact they look exactly like the Velociraptors out of out of Jurassic Park. Most of the shots are like that. Yeah, they're just not as smart because they fall down on gumballs and such, and they're all inside Madison Square Garden, which thank God only has one exit. <laughs> they're they're trying to well, keep them in there, and they only have to block one door. Yeah. Now, I've been to the garden. There's more than one way out, but. And then they drop a bomb on it because Roland Emmerich loves blowing up landmarks. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember hearing someone talk about this once, and it's a good point. It's a sh- it's lazy. It's a shortcut. It's like, oh, I don't have to establish anything. You already know what these landmarks are. You know what the Chrysler Building is. You know what Madison Square Garden is. So if I destroy them, you're going to have an emotional response. I don't have to build anything up. Right. It's cheap. Yeah, anyway, build me up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the baby Godzilla's it's it just completely derails the whole monster movie. I think it's like, oh wait, now this is the threat. Yeah, because they actually kill Godzilla, and you know this because his eyes turn off. That's yes. how we know the Godzilla's glow goes dead. out. His yeah. eyes turn off, and they yeah. do in this, which I actually thought was kind of funny because it's like, oh, it's just like the suit. Except there, they just literally flicked a switch and the light bulbs went off. Yeah. Um, but now this Godzilla, he is. You have to give him some credit. He is smarter than torpedoes. Yes, he can outswim torpedoes. <laughs> well, he also he, knows to like, well, those things are following me. I'll just bet if I swim at that thing, which I don't know what it is, <laughs> that and I move at the last second, they'll hit that thing, which I don't know what it is, and not me. And he's right. Yeah, yeah Godzilla is surprisingly intelligent in this. He also can ambush helicopters. and Yeah, and that's why uh, he uh, he's so intelligent that he chooses New York as his hiding place. Yes, right, because <laughs> let, let's hide in the middle of all of these heavily armed creatures. Yeah, that's I a mean, good plan. It ignored the entire peninsula of Florida. And Seriously. Went right, nope, we're heading for Manhattan. Nope, Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, we, get, we get some other throwbacks to things that are no longer a thing. We get a nice big view of uh, Blockbuster Video, which is oh, where yeah. this went real quick for 10 for a dollar. <laughs> Um, we also see the Swatch. I don't know if Swatch is still around, but that was certainly oh, a big thing. It was back a thing then. in the '90s, yeah. Yeah, um, and as we mentioned, we uh, we had uh, Bumblebee Tuna, which you know I love Bumblebee. Bumblebee, Bumblebee Tuna. Tuna. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's also there are tiny hints of the original Godzilla theme in the soundtrack. They're yeah. in the background, but they're there. Um, yeah, I just... listened with headphones, so I noticed them. But otherwise, I think they basically said, eh, whatever. There's never been a Godzilla film. Not like, when my Godzilla died, people cry. Uh, yeah. And there is even, it's so, and it's embarrassing. There is, at the very end, there's a sequel beg. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. because it turns out, oh, one of the baby Godzillas is still alive. Gasp. And we know because of science that it's pregnant or will yeah. be. At some yep, point. like a triple, it's born pregnant. Hey, I got to give uh, Emmerlich some credit. We didn't get really? to see the egg laying scene, yeah. so thank no. you for that. Yeah. Um, you have any more points on Godzilla '98? No. no, I think I think we've covered. Except I would like to point out that because after this movie, it was 16 years before anyone tried another one. Yes. And as I said, I actually thought it was a perfectly fine Godzilla film. It wasn't, you know, I I, I don't need uh. to see it again. Um, I'm not going to sit there in front of my TV on Saturday afternoons hoping that it pops up. Yeah, I um, think like, it's terrible. The only way to watch this thing is with the Rift Tracks track. No, 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 the 2014 one. Oh, the, oh, the 2014 one. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was just the worst thing I can say about it's, it is I don't remember it. It's adequate. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This one, the 98, is awful. Now, wait, wait. Now, we have to... <laughs> You're giving away the secrets oh, again. Sorry. Don't you know how this show works? Right, this is right, only right. episode 47 or so, depending on who's counting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. let's get to the end part. Yep. The roundup. So Max, of these... Awful! <laughs> of the two, uh, you know, look, I don't think either of them are terribly good, obviously, with the last one. Of the two, the original is better, I think. It's it's way less painful. And the worst part for me is the shoehorning in of Raymond Burr. <laughs> Considering the original... This is for 1956, or really 1954, this was a pretty original idea. Yes. And some of it, for the time, it looks pretty good. And it, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. that it's got, mm-hmm. It has something to recommend it. And if nothing else, it kicked off. It created an entire <laughs> genre. 34 other films. 34! Yeah. But the 1998 Matthew Broderick one is a joke. It so is that, really terrible. That That is your, your final verdict? That is my final verdict. What so, do you think? believe it or not, we're going to disagree 
Oh. So now here's the thing. Yeah. I have to look at the 1954 slash six version, and like we talked about when we did um, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I have to try and look at it in context. What I'm going to say is that all of the things you said about it are correct. It was the original idea. Look, we hadn't seen giant monster movies yet. We'd seen monster movies, but we hadn't mm-hmm. seen giant monster movies. Yeah. Um, and I will say it went on to not only spawn its own sequels, it pretty much spawned, you could even say it spawned disaster films. Because up until that point, we didn't do, all, like, the scale of things getting destroyed wasn't as big as it was in Godzilla. Because it wasn't just, oh, no, that we have to blow up that building or the colossal man where, you know, he knocks down the, the giant shoe or whatever it was <laughs> in Las Vegas. This is, no, I'm stamping on this town, on all of it. And you would eventually get uh, the master of disaster doing no. films in the 60s and 70s like Earthquake and... Um, Samuel J. Bronkowitz. <laughs> no, no, no. Erwin <laughs> Allen. Right, right. Uh, and Towering Inferno, Earthquake, all those sorts right. of things. And it was 20 I, years later, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I think that they realize, hey, after 25 Godzilla films, people like seeing stuff get destroyed. Hmm. And maybe it would have occurred to people, maybe it wouldn't, I don't know. But I would say that it did have a lot of impact. Um, it was meant to be a form in its way, of social commentary, in this case, mm-hmm. very environmental against nuclear yep. stuff. And to be fair, no one is better suited to make commentary about nuclear environmental stuff than the Japanese. Yeah, the one country that's actually been attacked with nuclear weapons. Yeah, we won't talk about Fukushima. But anyway, um, that being said, if you take it in its context, sure. You know, it's got its things. The problem I have with it is it's dull. Yeah. It is an hour and 20 minutes or 18 minutes the the one with Raymond Burr I like the Raymond Burr version because <laughs> it's goofy um, I enjoy him being there. yes I see I enjoy his shoehornedness in partially because it's so blatantly American and it is I didn't have a problem with it but it is hackneyed I will not disagree that it's not hackneyed it is and I enjoy that about it because I need something to enjoy um, there's not enough Godzilla destroying stuff and here he's a bad guy he's not all, all children's friend yet so mm-hmm. um, I when I watched the two, now, so I saw the 98 film when it came out, and I was a Godzilla fan in that I liked to watch them as a kid, and I came out of the film, that's ah, not Godzilla, ah, boo, hiss, blah, blah, blah. So when I was re- going to have to rewatch this, I'm like, well, this is not going to be fun, this is going to be a chore. I found myself in a very popcorn, I've got nothing better to do kind of way, actually not hating it. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. I. I you're entitled to your opinion. This is just one we really disagree on. Now, here's the thing. Is it a better made film? I can't, to be fair. I, if I'm comparing it to the Raymond Burr film, oh, then I'm going to have to say, yeah, this is a better made Physically, film. Physically, sure. Yeah, but th- we're also talking about, you know, 50 extra years of film language and money and blah, 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 blah. So technically, if you look at it, this holds to be- together better as a plot than the Raymond Burr version. The original Japanese, I don't know. Um, I also think that most audiences today, if they're going to have to watch one, if we if we force them at threat <laughs> of death or cattle prod or something, you must watch a Godzilla film, either this one or that one, they would probably choose the 98 version. That being said, I wouldn't vote for either of them. Mm. But if you like blowy-up films, modern blowy-up films, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. None of the performances are as good as I remembered them being. Mm. Matthew Broderick, sadly, he's actually an actor that you like, but he's not really a very good actor. No, he's very likable, but he does. Yeah. He has about the range of a Daisy Air rifle. Yeah, um, before you pump it. Um, and I like Matthew Broderick. I yeah, certainly I love. Too. I love Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, I actually even liked him fine. I don't think he was the best choice, but I thought he was fine in Biloxi Blues. Um, okay. Although wasn't that supposed to be whose recollections were that? It's wasn't supposed it? to be Neil Simon? Is he is he Jewish? Yes. Is Matthew Broderick? No, I didn't think so. I don't think so, but actually, I'm not positive. Okay. Um. He 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 came off decidedly non-Jewish in that yeah. film, but um, I'm sure he did fine in was it uh, How to Succeed in Business? No, that was uh, no, that, that was, was Harry Potter. He was yeah. in. The, oh, he's in the producers. He was in the yeah. producers. Apparently, he did fine in that. Didn't see it. Yeah. Um, the but, movie is okay. I'm not a big fan. Oh, well, I'm at the Broadway show because he. Oh, yeah, that I like. never saw. But. Um, Jean Renault is. I mean, Jean Renault's cool because he's Jean Renault. Yeah. 
Um, Hank Azaria, again, I, I wish I'd seen him in more films or see him in more films because I think he's actually a better actor than, than I, a lot of us realize. It's one of the things that bothers me about that 98 Godzilla is it's a waste of some fairly talented people. Yeah. I think they, um, they, I, they don't give him anything to do. I think the story is stupid. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. Again, I am not hoisting this this flag up on a pole. Yeah. Um, but for me, I actually enjoyed the 98 version better okay. than the 56. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, which is fine because we're yep. talking Godzilla. And that's, you know, yeah. I, and I did this to him, so I don't blame <laughs> him. Um, but next week, what are you doing next, to me? Well, next week, I'm going with a much with another monster series, only much physically smaller. Uh, like is this a, War of the Gargantuas? Uh, no. Nor, oh. nor Ga- Gamera? Is, is it, it's not Reptilicus. It's not, oh. uh, not Gorgo. Oh. No, it's one of the most frequently adapted monsters ever. To the screen, to any uh, medium, Dracula. Dracula, no, not, not a star, a star is born. born. No. <laughs> Dracula, now, so Max, uh, Dracula's been in the, the movies many, many times. Hundreds. Uh, please, please Hundreds. tell me you're not including Twilight in there anywhere. That's not a vampire movie. Oh, there right. There are I no vampires in Twilight. They are, I don't know what they are. Uh, there's a phrase I always liked, but I can't say it in our, on this show. Basically, um, sparkly blanks, but <laughs> uh, sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. No, so no, which, no. which Godzilla? I'm are... oh, no, sorry, which uh, Dracula film? Yes. Well, we're yes, gonna... I see. Rodan versus the Wolfman. No, we're yeah. going to be. That would be a short fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> Grr, squash. Okay, next. With not the very first, but the one that's considered the very first, and that is the night the uh, Bela Lugosi. I believe it's 1931. You have to be double-jointed. This is going to be a threefer. Ooh, what? We're doing three different versions of Dracula, because there are so many. Max hates me. From three different eras. The Bela Lugosi. Yeah. From the ones from the 1970s, we'll do the Frank Langella. Ooh, I've never seen that one. Mm, That was one of the first ones that made Dracula sexy. Wait, 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 wait. What? Is Is the next one after the 70s? Yep. Oh no 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 no! Oh no, yes! No yes, no 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 no! We're gonna do it. We have I, to do it. We're. Gonna I'm do fired. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula by oh. Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to give anything away, folks, but. Uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So tune in next week for. Oh pain. dear gods. Lots of pain. 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 <laughs> pain of it all. Yes. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Dracula. See you next week for a lot of pain. Dead and loving it. This has been a co production of The Voice of Max and the movie wrench.